Hi, and welcome to Your Prosperity, a podcast series on financial topics, including tax, wealth creation, superannuation, lending, audit, and many other things that we deal with here on a regular basis at Prosperity Advisors. As with all financial podcasts, any advice you hear in this is general in nature and not to be relied upon. Please contact us for any specific advice. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. It's the 11th of May, 2023. My name's Brendan Campbell. I'm here with Charles Yan. Uh, we're going to talk to you about the budget, Australian federal budget. Tuesday night, budget was handed down. Look at it a bit from a tax point of view, and, and I guess some of the things from a business uh, point of view. It's a bit of a lackluster budget, but uh, let's have a chat about it. Charles, how are you? Good, thanks, Brendan. Yeah, another budget oh. come around and another lackluster budget, unfortunately. <laughs> it, it is, it is. And I guess they're a bit to be expected these days. They sort of leak a little bit beforehand. You find a bit more about it. There's not always too many surprises coming out, it seems, in the budgets these days, not like days of, days of the past. But I guess positive news, there's a surplus coming. Yeah, apparently um, it's being forecast that the next year will be $4 billion in surplus, which um, is the first time in 15 years, as the news media reports it. Uh, well, as you said, budgeted though. So, the first, so budget, uh, budgeted forecast next year. Uh, and then... Uh, deficits the year after, is that right? That's the, the way they're Yeah, pitching. so according to the government, um, due to the strong commodity prices and high income tax collections, there's a temporary uplift in revenue. So $4 billion surplus for the next year and going back down to a small deficit thereafter. So yeah, not the best, but um, it's still a surplus, a surplus and surplus, yeah. yeah, helps. And, and at, at least with this predicted surplus, it's not like it's been in the past where it's a you know, deficit for the next three years. And we think there'll be a massive surplus in five years, which obviously a hell of a lot of water goes under the bridge until that period actually gets there. But this one appears to be next year surplus. So not a lot to hide behind or hide away, get away from if it's not there. So it looks like it's on track for that. Is that your read as well? Yes, exactly. And how many years? 12, 15 years? How many years was it since the surplus, did you say? 15, 15, 15. Since, yeah. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely. Oh, well, we'll take a surplus and we'll see how we go. Aside from surplus next year, deficits the year after, what else is in it? What's some of the highlights for business, Charles? What have we, what have we picked the teeth out of on this one? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not too much, but one of the most um, anticipated one what's going to happen to the temporary for expensing well as everyone knows that ends at 30 june this year um, but thereafter for the next one year only the instant asset write-off would go down to twenty thousand dollars so it's not all gone um, you still have small business still have the twenty thousand dollar limit so your computers your desk your small equipments uh, that's all still going to be immediately deductible but things like cars or large plants won't be, and also it won't be eligible for larger businesses. Yeah, so most of our, I guess, people on this podcast are probably not the you know fifty billion dollar businesses out there. So uh, most of our clients are small business, small to medium sized business, uh, which is a great place to uh, space to play in. I always think. Um, but you're right, the, you know, the vehicles, the large plant equipment, the large, uh, large machinery, whatever it is that you're buying, if it's here and ready before 30 June, temporary full expensing. If it's after 30 June, it's got to be 
a small business and it's got to be, uh, which is what, under 50 mil. So you're still going to, oh, is yeah. it 20, uh, is it 20 million got, turnover they're putting in that one? I think it's a $10 million turnover this time. 10 Sorry, that's right. I knew they did tweak that a bit. There's so many different rules they have for what qualifies as a small business. Mm. So if it's a $10 million, under $10 million turnover, and it's an asset under $20,000, then you can write it off next year when you buy it. Otherwise, you depreciate it as normal. So temporary full expensing, where you claim the whole lot up to 30 June. After that, uh, the you know the the instant asset write-off that terms back in in favour again now mm. uh, applies after that for small businesses under 10 million turnover, where the asset purchased is less than 20 grand, and it can be multiple assets. It's just per individual asset. Correct. Uh, yeah, you so can go out and buy five computers to you know deck out your office. Uh, yep. That's all going to be deductible, even if the total bill is over 20. So as long yeah. as yeah. And, and that's only for the next year, isn't it? I guess that's to soften the blow in. And then that's, is it a thousand that defaults back to? What's the. What's Unfortunately, the... yes, the default is a thousand for small businesses, which is not much. Um, but but yeah, we'll, see, we'll, what yeah see what the next budget holds. So, I've kicked it down for another year at least at 20 grand, which is, is better than nothing. So we get a little win out of that. Um, I know you and I have talked about this many times on and off this podcast, but uh, I guess. You know, EVs. Do you want to run mm. through with that again? <laughs> anyone new hasn't yeah. listened to us that it's it's a huge benefit. <laughs> yeah. So what was listed in the budget paper um, was FBT exemption for plug-in hybrids will end on one April twenty-five. Now, yeah, maybe deja vu out there. Uh, thinking I've heard this before. Yes, you have. Uh, that's always been part of the proposed legislation, and surprisingly for. One reason or another, the legislation that got passed didn't include this component. So now the government is formally putting this into the legislation. So once again, if you have a plug-in hybrid, um, if it's delivered, ready for use, and you're into into a lease agreement on or before 31 March 25, it's still eligible um, for the term of the lease. But if it's delivered or you enter into a arrangement after 1 April 25, you miss out. So after that mm. day, it's going to be battery electrics only. Yeah. And obviously this is plug-in hybrids, not your normal hybrids, has to be a plug-in hybrid. So huge benefits out there. <clears throat> Ring myself or Charles or someone if you want to know more about it, but Sweet Spot is a $65,000 plug-in hybrid or electric and still very good, just up to under 85,000, 84 nine, whatever it is, still a good benefit there, but that's sweet mm. spot is a $65,000 EV, full tax deduction if you purchase through your business, provided to an employee, no fringe benefits tax. It's a win, win, win. Get on board. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone on and on enough about that though, Charles. Let's, uh, so yeah. if anyone's not doing it, ring us down, but yeah, let's let's get on to the next topic. So yeah. um, GPs were a bit of a win out there, which is great for us because we've got a lot of medical clients, a, a little bit of a win, I should say. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, it's not as much as the industry bodies hope for, but you know, a little bit's always better than nothing, um, especially after the last couple of years coalition government of doing not much. Mm. Uh, finally, you know, GP and healthcare is back in favour. So a couple of interesting ones. Um, tripling of the bulk billing incentive. That's a great headline, but you've got to read it yeah. in details, don't you? It, it doesn't triple the, the amount you uh, you charge the patient or you charge the government for the patient, I guess. It's the incentive. Is, which, what's what's that in real terms for per consult? 
Yeah, so it depends on how much um, incentive you get you know, based on whether you metro or regional or rural practice, yeah. but that you're looking at somewhere between maybe $12, $15 all the way up to maybe 20 Yeah, um, so it's about as, six as bucks incentive in, the, in, regional, in metro and maybe nine in regional or something like that. So, mm. so that yeah. at another 12 or 18, 18 say, yeah. to the to the rate, which, which is still good. And that's for under 16 and... And Commonwealth concession car holders, that's right. So it's not for the general public, um, but it's targeted at those most vulnerable and the doctors that look after those people. So it's not going to save bulk billing, which is sort of being, you know, the the trend is away from bulk billing now with particularly things like payroll tax really coming into play. It's practices just can't afford to stay as bulk billers. They've got to move to a mixed billing model really to be, be, you know, effective and to be able to, to, Mm. to run a business. This isn't going to save bulk billing, but it's going to help at least, I think, um, help, as you said, the vulnerable, the young, and those are things that, that help maybe keep them on a bulk billing rate and maybe the regular full tax paying adults are, are on the, uh, you know, the normal <laughs> mixed yeah. billing or the standard, the standard billing where you're paying for that service when you go see the GP. So it's a little bit of a help, but it's not exactly a... Uh, not a saviour that we might have hoped out there for that. Exactly. It's not a silver bullet um, to the problem GPs are facing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, there was a couple other little things for GPs you noted in there, things that, that were good. There was an extension to Workforce Incentive Program. Is that right? Yep. yep. So the Workforce Incentive Program, um, it's not many doctors actually making use of it, but it's a payment of up to $130,000 for encouraging the hiring of Indigenous health workers, allied health services, and related nurses, uh, particularly targeted at those regional outback communities where you get that 430000 incentive. So, and that, that's a program that's already out there. It's kind of an extension to that, isn't it? This- correct. And if you haven't heard about it, um, you know, if you practice that works with other allied health services, it's definitely worth exploring. Yeah, yeah. And that's that uh, Workforce Incentive Program. Uh, and they announced some grants as well. Yeah, there's going to be grants um, for GPs to assist with you know, expanding community-based healthcare. Um, so that's essentially to set up clinics and con- consultation rooms outside of the public hospitals um, in those regional and remote communities. And what the grant programs will involve at this stage, no idea. Um, but <laughs> at least, at least the commitments there. So. It's is, been announced. Um, exactly. Is it, is it there's, a, there's a lot of money being put into this area. So watch this space. So how do, we've just got to wait, I guess, till they announce more on that, don't we? But at the moment, it's been announced. They're doing something. Mm. We just don't know the detail yet. Yeah. And that's the federal government and the state government always obviously have their own incentives as well. Mm. And what about for uh, employees, I guess, for the individuals out there, there's uh, the, the the tax, nothing changed with the tax, did it? that just continued on the way it was going to? Yeah, so like it or not, uh, stationary tax cuts is here to stay. Um, but given that it doesn't start until 1 July 24, the government still has one more year to <laughs> play around with it. But yeah, let's see how that goes. At the moment, though, it's still status quo as it was. There's no real exactly. change. There, There's so. no real change. It's still the same tax rate uh, once we flick over to July. Yeah. But, yeah, there's going to be further tax cuts coming. And for, 
for businesses and uh, there's, a, there's I guess there's more super to pay now. Super's ticking over because that's that's still in, in is still in place and still increasing as a you know from employers to pay and for mm. employees to to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right now it's ten point five percent, everyone. So that's going to tick over to eleven percent from one July, and one July twenty four. So in another year's time, it's going to tick over to eleven point five, all the way up to twelve percent by one July two thousand twenty five. And that's uh, the proposed end to that increase that was announced you know, a while ago as well i guess it's mm. sort of always it's been ticking up to get towards that 12 percent yep and then, uh, probably a few more budgets we'll see what happens but it, yeah it's sort of up another half a percent uh, from one july so yeah keep that in on, mind and most of the software manages that for people these days that's right and yeah just make sure if you ever do calculate manually or you're working out your package for your employees um, it's going to be 11 percent once we tick over to july Yep, yep. And the other thing for super that I personally hate is this $3 million mm. extra 15%. Uh, I get what they're doing, but I don't really like this. That I was hoping personally there'd be something in this budget that would change, I guess, the announcement that's been out there for a few months now about taxing an extra 15% if your individual super balance is above $3 million. My I don't really like that as a concept anyway, but I hate the fact that it talks about it being on unrealized gains. They didn't change that? Unfortunately not. Um, so there's nothing announced, particularly in the budget, on it. It's going to stay exactly as the government proposed back in February, but that's um, still pending draft legislation. So. Maybe. There's lots of lobbying, isn't there? Everyone's like, there's Correct. a lot of people lobbying to say that's a bit unfair. If you're going to bring this in, at least make it on realized gains, not unrealized. Yeah, and that brings you know a whole range of issues with you know if it's on unrealized gains, and then the reasons on unrealized gains is because they look at your total super balance from one year to another. So yeah. obviously, if you have assets that's grown in value, such as a property. Because you use a market value, not a not a historical yep. cost. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what happens if um, the, it's growing value, but you didn't have any cash to pay the tax? That's going to put a lot of people yeah. in a pinch. You know how how are they forcing people to sell your assets just to pay the tax? On yeah, particularly they, if you've got a, a high uh, high um, asset value with a low yield on it. All of a sudden, by the time you're you know paying out pensions and and then paying unrealized tax on the growth of an asset that you haven't actually sold, to do that, you might actually have to sell that asset, which is, you know, that, like that can actually happen in this scenario. It's a bit ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. So look, he's hoping that all the lobbying is make the government finally open their eyes. Um, this doesn't make sense. I mean, arguably whether people with $3 million in super should be tax additional. That's a uh, personal opinion, but, oh, but the, the whole I, unrealized gain, that just doesn't yeah. make sense. As I said, I get their argument there. I see what they're trying to do there. And I, I don't like it, but I see what they're trying to do. But the whole, yeah, on unrealized gains is a bit ridiculous, really. If someone's got to sell an asset to pay the tax that was incurred because of the growth of that asset, well, that's just bad for the economy. Surely you can't, <laughs> that just doesn't work. But anyway, that's where it is at the moment. Hopefully it gets a bit better. 
So key takeaways, what are we saying? It's a, it's a lackluster budget. We'll take a win that there's a small surplus forecast for this year and it's not forecast for five years time as it has been in the past. So we'll have a positive budget for the first time in 15 years, which is that, what is that since um, GFC days? How long is that? No, is that yeah. far back? Since yeah, GFC, yeah. Wow, so since GFC, we haven't as had a positive budget. A surplus looks like we're getting one next year and it's not an airy fairy 15 year or you know, five year away one. Looks like it's actually happening, but the downside is it's a spike and it's likely to go back to a deficit in the years after that predicted at the current rates. The businesses, try and get those assets in before 30 June if you can. If not, you're a small business, under 20 grand still immediately deductible next year and see what happens after that. And as we've mentioned many, many times, get on that EV train, if not from an environmental cause, surely from a um, tax benefit if it's bought by a business and provided to an employee. A little bit of detail to get right there, so don't go and just buy an EV and say that podcast said I could do it. <laughs> uh, make sure you look into the detail. But if you're a business providing it to an employee or an associate of an employee, it's under that 85 grand at the sweet spot of 65, it's an EV or a plug-in hybrid until April 25. If you have said that enough times. <laughs> Uh, get on it, look at it, definitely worth doing. Charles, thank you very much. As always, our resident tax expert, really appreciate you uh, joining us on this one. Um, people can get in touch with you, just email, jump on the notes, find yep. you, ring prosperity, jump on the website, Google us, you'll find us. Thanks everyone else for, for listening in. Uh, please like and share, have a listen to our other podcasts and uh, get up those numbers for, for subscribing, helps us so we know people are listening and we can keep bringing you some uh, good content and apologies. It's been a uh, little while since I've done the last one. I've been holding off waiting for this budget one and hoping we'd have some great news, but it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Hopefully you liked it. And if so, please give us a few stars, like and share. And if you'd like to follow the series, please subscribe uh, and pass any information on to your friends as well if they, you think they might like it. For more information about who we are, head to prosperity.com.au and follow the links.